live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. Hola, ¿qué tal? Can you hear me okay? Todos venimos de algún lugar. We all come from somewhere. Looking through a telescope that points to the past, I see myself at 20 years old becoming a giant immigrant. I came to the States because in my country, um, I dropped out of school, I left my job, and just broke out with that coffin at that time. So there was not much left for me to do there. So I called my cousin who lived in Philadelphia, and I said, you know what, I think I'm ready to go over there and try it, just to just separate myself from everything. So I did. When I came to the States, I was by myself. I was left to my own despises, so it was kind of, it was a new adventure for me. I had to learn a new language, a new culture. I did everything and for most, I did work in restaurants, I did dishes, I learned to cook, I learned to become a driver, I did construction. Also, I was fortunate enough to learn enough English to find jobs for other people. And I was always very fortunate till this day to find probably the right people and people being, being generous with me. Then I met my wife and she decided she wanted to move to Oregon because her sister lives here. She wanted our kids to have family close by. My whole family is back in Mexico. So that was a good idea for the kids to have all their family members close by. So we did and we started with a new city, um, new jobs. And now we have two kids, nine and eight, boy, a uh, girl and a boy. And life was pretty great. I was staying home, dad, for almost eight years. And what a job. It's more than a job. And I really, it helped me to understand how much, like, moms all over the world, they do that, right? It never stops. Like, I wife used to say, you can go to the basement. And I would say, no, because how long did you do down there? And I don't want to go there. <laughs> it's always something. And life, it was great until um, last year, just like the last year, three terrible things happened. Started in February, I got a phone call from my sister and say, you need to come home. Dad is in the hospital. They took him to the hospital on the weekend. I bought a ticket Sunday and I was there on Monday. I went straight to the hospital. See, they didn't tell me that my dad was in a coma. Knowing my father, a strong man, always fair, always equal, equal to everything, to everybody, 
It was really hard for me to see him lay down on the bed. As day progresses, he was getting better. He was moved to the ICU. And then we can stay there. One of us will stay overnight. One of those nights I was happy to be there. He had pneumonia, so he had to have a tube shoved down his throat. And he was getting better. And one of those nights when I was there, he almost choked with his own fluids. He was terrifying. But I was very, I was hopeful that he was going to be okay. And then the next morning, I'm there. And he wakes up. And he sees me. Just as I see you, I hold his hand. He squeezes it. He smiles at me. And he nodded. Just like saying, son, it's going to be okay. To my surprise and all my joy, the only thing I could bear to say so we're going to be this thing or what? He just smiles and feels great. I'm happy about it. I got the phone that they left with me, and I call my nephew and say, you got to get mom here because I woke up. She comes, which is places. I go to my sister's house to eat something, take a shower. And a couple hours later, we get a phone call. It's my sister again. She's talking to my nephew, and I can overhear that conversation from the next room. She tells him, tell your uncle not to shower. You guys need to come back to the hospital. Dad died. At that moment, everything came wrong. My knees weakened, and I fell to the ground. I went back to see him, lifeless, laying down in disbelief that I was the same guy, the same man that carried me throughout the years and told me everything I knew. And I wish I could have told him many things that I did, wanted to say to him before he was gone. But he told me before, once before, he said, whatever, whenever you feel the need to give me a hug, to say something beautiful to me, to hug me, to tell me that you love me, give it to your son. I will receive it wherever I go. So I do that silently. And I don't know, but I think my son, he's on to me because he's like, well, you again. Every time I hug him. So it's neat. <clears throat> then, come back next month. My brother dies. I know. It's hard. He was just too sad about that. He couldn't help. He was drinking. He was texting with me that night that he died. And he just couldn't bear it. So... He found his way to some poison and he drank it. I said, three things happened, right? Then a month after that, my marriage ended. And with all that, 
loss and pain, I realized that in the deepest pain, we can find the pierce of the heart. Luckily for me, very fortunately, I have a lot of friends, a lot of people that they have support me. They carry me through these hormones. And I have been lucky enough that even strangers, without even knowing me, when meet them all say, hey, how should they go? Simple things in life, the connection with other person, knowing that there is someone out there noticing you. And you notice him back. <sighs> it's been a very humble year. And I'm glad it happened in a way because it brought me back to the person that I was. Just another human, just like you and me. No matter where you come from, human is human. And that gave me the time to think about what I want to do with my life. And all because of a conversation with my son and my daughter on a Sunday morning. I said, guys, we got to save money for you to go to college. And my son, he says, wait a minute, you didn't go to college. How do you expect us to go to college? I said, well, you have to. And it's true. Then I started thinking about my dreams and the things that I really want to do. And I was left again with a new beginning something that I needed to do. So I had to figure it out. And I found myself again in the middle of, of the crossroads. So I decided I want to go to college. Yeah. It's a long, it's a long way ahead, but I think I, I feel, I feel good about this. And also, I learned different trades. I'm a welder, but by, uh, because my dad was a welder. I learned carpentry, I'm a carpenter, I can cook. I, there's two things I don't do, which is dance, speak Russian, and bacon. <laughs> Everything else, I'll try it once. <laughs> so now, uh, with this new beginning, I always say that Alicia, my daughter, she's my heart. My son, Alberto, is my blood. Andrea used to be my driving force. Now I have become my, my own driving force. If any of you have told me a couple years ago that I would be in this situation, I would not believe it. I said, no way, my life is great. I don't need anything, I got everything I needed. But I discovered how resilient, how strong, one can be. See, I learned that we cannot control the things that happen to us, but we control how we're going to react to those things. And I, in this process, thanks to a really good friend of mine who is here tonight, Sabina, thank you. And all the friends that I made to this process, I can tell you that I'm making a new life for myself because my kids depend on that. And I know in my heart that if I had to go to all this again, I'd be happy to do so because I will have my kids. <laughs>